Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. and more this is potential picks hello welcome back to another edition of potential picks i'm your host taylor sokol and join with my co-host and fellow detective true detective chris stewart today's episode reviewing the fourth season of the anthology series true detective titled true detective night country uh, this is uh, part of the american anthology crime series true detective uh, created by Nick Pizzolatto. This is helmed by Isa Lopez. So uh, Chris and I both actually have seen the first season of the show. And it was a series that I, I never got back into and I wanted to. Love the first season. Great casting, great atmosphere. When this was posted out, we saw the casting. We saw Jodie Foster. We saw the uh, Alaskan uh wilderness that that cold and and creepy elements was like let's check this out so we were excited about that we're not going to give any spoilers away because there's so much going on that you got to experience for yourself so chris give us a brief synopsis of true detective night country so this show follows a fictional town titled ennis in alaska and follows these two police women who investigate the disappearance of eight men from a research station one night. And what's kind of cool about this is, you know, True Detective has typically had, you know, the first season was two guys. Second season, I think it was like three to four detectives. And then third season was one, I believe. I didn't see two or three. I want to go back and watch them. Same, yeah. But this kind of follows that pattern of it. It's kind of got the buddy cop element, but this is not... um, Although there's a couple of humorous moments, this is very, you know, serious in tone. But what's really creepy about the setting of this is it's taking place in the area of Alaska that when it gets to, I believe it's January, 
there's a period of time um, famously for like a whole month where there is no sun. Um, once the sun goes down uh, based off the setting of the earth and everything in winter, they don't get any sunlight for 30 whole days. Like, which is why famously there's the great uh, horror movie with vampires, 30 days of night, which if you haven't seen that, we've talked about it on our vampire episode. It's a fantastic movie. So this is a creepy kind of setting where it's already a small town. Yeah. Like you already have, you know, everyone knows everyone. Uh, you know, there's obviously um, some issues with environmental stuff. There's a mine in town and there, it's causing some pollution. And we, you know, the town is noticing quite a uh, increase in like stillbirths and other defects happening with women. And then have this kind of research station that's like out on the top of like the, the hills there. Who knows what the heck they're doing up there. But all of a sudden one night, Delivery guy shows up with the goods, has all the food, and all these guys are gone. Totally disappeared. Cannot be found. And these detectives now trying to figure out what happened to these men and how it opens up some kind of, uh, you know, situations from their past and how that all kind of connects. I love that element about the show. I think that's what was great about the first season of True Detective is, yes, you're following a cop show, and it's kind of this, like, murder mystery but there's all of a sudden this like there's almost like eerie it's supernatural without being like this is all about ghosts and stuff it's not that at all but it's almost like your ghosts do affect how you go about your life and sometimes stuff from the past can help you reflect on things you need in the present um so i definitely dug the whole like alaska setting and how like i said most of it takes place at nighttime um, it definitely gave 30 Days of Night vibes. It gave the Thing vibes for Ooh, sure. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, which, I mean, in its own sense, would be kind of a cool, like, crime drama show where, like, it's a murder mystery and it turns out to be an alien. You know, like, there there is that kind of thing. That's not what this show is going for. It's still no. trying to base itself on reality. But, um, you know, Issa Lopez, this is her first season as, like, showrunner. Nick did all the first three seasons. Um, clearly, you know, very much has a, a feminine voice to show here. The strongest characters in the season are women. And I mean, when you're led by powerhouse Academy Award winner, Jodie Foster in here, and then Callie Rice, who I, I, this is the first time I've seen her in something. She's yeah, um, fairly new. She was fantastic in this as well. The two of them really have a great, you know, they kind of hate each other at times but there is a respect and because of the different lifestyles they lead, it, it it's fun to see how their partnership clicks to solve this mystery, but also how it affects them working together. Um, Jodie Foster in this really is the standout. I mean, she, this is not her first time being a detective. Obviously she famously won the Academy Award for Sons of the Lambs, but she's like that grizzled old hard ass. That's like been through it. Plays by the book, but mm-hmm. oh, yeah. there's some stuff about her I really was fascinated to watch uh, in the show. Um, and another person I really... He, he didn't have a ton of screen time overall, um, but he's been one of these guys who's like popped up in a ton of movies and TV shows. Uh, John Hawks, who kind of plays like a, a secondary deputy at the firm. And then it's his son, who's another main character uh, in the show that kind of gets wrapped up as like the new cop. Um, who gets taken under Jodie Foster's wing. That was kind of like our main cast. I wanted to get your feedback on 
She's been like starting every big show right now. Like she's just booked all the time. Yeah. We have Fiona Shaw here who kind of plays this like local. I don't know how you want to say it. Like she's like the, the, the wild one, I guess you could say like, she's kind of like the outlier, the outgame. She doesn't live anywhere close to town. I mean, the town again has isolated itself, but she kind of like really keeps herself and she almost, almost becomes like the fixer of the group because she kind of like, whether you need, you need some advice, you need a hot meal or you need uh, some help uh, with some shady stuff. She's your gal. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Fiona Shaw has really come out of the woodwork lately. I mean, she has had such a crazy career, but I will say in the last several years, I mean, she has really been hitting a lot of these major IPs of television from uh, True Blood uh, to Andor. Killing Eve, Andor. She's been working a lot. Yeah, so um, I I felt like she was a little underused. I would have liked a little bit more. I think it was compared to like maybe her spot in Andor, I thought I was like, okay, you have someone of her caliber. I was surprised she didn't come up much. I mean, you only got about six, uh, what is it, six episodes? It's six episodes, and like even the first season is eight episodes. I'm not really sure how two and three, how many episodes, but going to six, it does get to that point where, again, how do you give you a sin? They're trying to give you a satisfying ending, but there's still room at the end where you're like, maybe one or two episodes more would have helped kind of really get to that a plus um because a lot of people were divided about this the finale we're not going to give spoilers away no but before i even watched the finale a lot of the reviews i was reading was like well that was a waste of time that that that's what they came up with what a wacky just okay i guess this just happens kind of thing and i think it's hard with shows i think they they can have a great concept they have a great idea and there's some shows where like they have a great premise and they have to try to fit those puzzle pieces to an ending. They don't have the well, ending it, first. It's tying know? everything in together. Now, this one, mm. it's been a while since I saw the first season. And this is actually great because my wife had never seen any of the True Detectives. This is her first time in this kind of style. So for her, she was kind of same way a little bit. Okay, you know, it was, you know, decent. But she wants to go back, if you know, from like where it's, you know, going four, three, and two, and one. I was like, hey, man, it'd be a good way to do it. But what I will say about this season compared to like the first season, they really hearken and, and, and amp up the supernatural elements and this kind of mm-hmm. questioning, like, as you talked about, facing your demons. Are they literal demons? Are, they, are we seeing stuff? You know, you're also in a place in this Alaska wilderness in the darkness where your mind plays tricks on you. So I think there's a lot of these moments in there where I'm like, okay, I kind of liked it, but I'm like, wait, is this real or not? Um, mm. there's especially like, there's a big part of this where this is not a spoiler, but there's a big part of this polar bear people keep seeing. And I'm like, wait, is that part of it? Is that, I'm not sure. And where they kind of lead the series where a lot, a lot is happening up until the fifth episode and you're like, whoa. And then the finale where it kind of goes, it leaves it ambiguous, but not in a good way where I think some shows leave an ambiguous ending where you kind of interpret. I wanted more a satisfying ending for me that personally. I agree with you. And also, this was the first time, again, not seeing season two and season three. They have a lot of Easter eggs and a huge like plot device tie-in to the first season. Yes. That doesn't really like fully get explained them like whether it makes sense or not. Um and again, it's been a while now since I've seen season one. I, I've watched season one maybe twice fully through. 
But there's just this kind of thing where it's like, oh, there's this phenomenon going up here that was also happening down there. And there's a little bit of like connected tissue. But I wanted kind of a bigger like reveal of like why why would we see that up here at the same place that we would have seen way down in the south, you know, in a different region in years, you know, years difference. Um, so there's some tie-ins that kind of are interesting, but I agree with you. It was kind of cool with the idea of like sometimes the characters see things and we're like, that's definitely not actually happening, but the the physicality and mentality of like what they're thinking about and how it affects them. So I would still say it's an enjoyable show. It's six episodes. It may not satisfy you by the end, but I think the actual premise and the acting and the production value is uh, quite good. I mean, this is HBO. It's Max. They have the the funding, and I think True Detective will will continue uh, with another story. Um, not sure if Issa Lopez will continue as showrunner or if they'll have Nick come back. Um, but I think it's worth a watch. So I'm yeah. going to give True Detective Night Country. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Um, yeah. I wish it had me more of a satisfying ending, but I was still enjoying the ride and the creep factor for sure. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 as well. It definitely makes me want to go back and watch the season 2 and 3 and even go back to season 1 just to kind of what made me excited in the first place. But you yourselves can check out actually not only season 4, but all four seasons of True Detective on Max or HBO Max streaming now. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.